Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, it's David Averin with the Customer Experience Advantage podcast. You know, one of the biggest challenges of this new next or new normal is keeping pace with all of the new conveniences and the amenities offered by the biggest players in every category. So how can small business owners and others be expected to offer the online experience and the tracking resources of Amazon and FedEx and others? Well, my guest today is helping to pioneer technologies to help small businesses do just that. Irina Podobnaya is the brilliant mind behind a new service that allows everyone to participate and effectively compete in the new, new next. It's David Averin on the Customer Experience Advantage podcast, back in 20 seconds. You're listening to the Customer Experience Advantage podcast with David Averin, featuring candid conversations with some of the most influential leaders in business today. Sit back and listen in, or feel free to watch the video version online. This is the Customer Experience Advantage podcast, and here's David Averin. Hey, and thanks, and welcome to the podcast today. Um, I'm this is actually a really interesting subject. You know, when I talk to clients and with my colleagues who talk to their clients as well, coming out of the uh, of COVID and the new next or the new normal or the touchless tomorrow, whatever you want to call it, um, some of the biggest challenges are some of the amazing advancements that have been made, which are great for us as consumers, as customers or patients or constituents or whatever we call the people that we serve. But it's a real challenge for other businesses who are trying to keep pace because of course it's changed the expectations. We and the collective we as customers and clients, we have changed and our expectations for access and immediacy and visibility into the process or the supply chain, all those things have, have changed and grown. And once again, and I always say this, as customers, it's awesome. I mean, our lives are great. Um, I, I've said before, I have my groceries delivered. Um, those things that we used to be able to do just with FedEx or maybe our tow truck, be able to, to see the status of something. Um, it has, in recent years, really been reserved to the biggest players who can afford these enterprise technologies that allow us to track that package. We know when something's going to arrive. In my house, something arrives multiple times every day. We had a day, I think two weeks ago, where no, but we had no packages delivered from Amazon or anything else. And so we were checking the front porch. We were breaking out in a, in a cold sweat. We're like, what happened? What's wrong? Can they not find us anymore? But I think there was actually a day that we didn't order anything, which was interesting. Um, but, but it's a big challenge for smaller businesses because they're like, well, why can't you do this? Amazon can do it. So I'd be, let me do a quick introduction for our guest here today. And I want to dig into how, how she and, and other brilliant people in the marketplace are helping with that customer experience, helping that online and user experience so that the smaller players can compete with their bigger ones as well. So Irina, and I'm gonna, the, the last thing I'm gonna get it right again is, is Podobnaya, is a software as a service or, or SaaS founder and a business consultant who specializes in performance enhancement and operations and process optimization. 
She has a wide range of experiences in e-commerce from running a fulfillment center in China, literally. She lived there for two and a half years to launching her own software company, TrackMage, for package tracking that increases sales and customer retention by providing an outstanding post-purchase customer experience. And she's talking to me right now from Bulgaria, where she lives, and I'm here in uh, south of Denver, Colorado. Irina, thanks and welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, David. Uh, this was uh, a fabulous introduction. Uh, it actually uh, touched a lot of points. So uh, I'm really excited to be uh, to be here with you today and uh, talk about the, my uh, favorite topic, uh, the customer experience. So uh, yeah. So, but but talk to us. Well, first of all, tell us how, how you got started in all of this. Um, you know, there's there's brilliant people all around the world, and most of the great innovations that we're seeing today are a response to a problem that needs to be solved. Tell me how you got into the business. Tell me a little about your background working in China and others as well. And then we'll yeah. delve into, into TrackMage and what we've come to, to expect in our customer experience. Uh, yeah, well, uh, just to share a few uh, key points that uh, led me to where I am uh, today. So uh, it's all started in China uh, because like uh, when I was uh, young and uh, stupid, uh, I just literally, I just, uh, I, I wanted to go on an adventure and uh, travel the world. Uh, instead, I went to China and started a business. So <laughs> that's what, that's how it started. Uh, what we- and how, uh, how old were you when you, when you picked uh, up and went to China? Well, yeah, actually, I was 23 at the time, uh, so wow. I'm maybe like 10 years older now, so <laughs> that's, uh, that gives me some credibility of saying that. So uh, when I went to China, we were looking for an opportunity, and uh, it was it was really, uh, like, we, we, were, we had no expectations. Uh, we just uh, thought that, okay, uh, a lot of people are selling products from China, uh, so we are going to do the same thing. Uh, yeah, and, like, it wasn't what we were expecting, uh, but... Uh, actually go into a foreign country where you don't speak the language and uh, starting a business that you don't understand everything about was probably not a good idea just off the bat. But we didn't know that at the time, we just did it. Uh, so uh, what we ended up with was the fulfillment center where we were servicing uh, small retailers all over the world. They were ordering goods from uh, Chinese suppliers uh, and we were shipping them uh, to their home country so that they can say, uh, sell them uh, in their retail stores. So that's how uh, it all started. And I learned a, like a lot about logistics at that point because uh, literally, uh, China is probably the best uh, logistics hub you can imagine to learn this from because they are shipping like literally all over the world sure. uh, and uh, like, the, like the volumes were only increasing over time with uh, COVID I think uh, they had some uh, like some logistical challenges and supply chain challenges but right now uh, it's still getting back uh, to that sure. same level or even beyond that. So uh, the thing is uh, when we were in China uh, when we were in China and we were shipping those products, uh, we were still dealing with all the things that uh, typical e-commerce uh, owners are dealing with. So the customers were asking where the packages were, uh, and they literally needed to know uh, when uh, they are going to get their delivery. Uh, and it like the, the like the steeper the volume, like it, it was slowly getting uh, inundating because uh, literally every uh, day I had to answer and we had a time zone difference, I had to answer those questions uh, on social media at 2 a.m. 
<laughs> freedom where the customer sure. is going well, yeah. and, and it and you become a victim of your own success the more successful you are the more yeah. packages you're shipping the more incoming mm -hmm. inquiries and i can imagine that that began to dominate your time just responding yes uh like you you actually uh you have no idea how painful that is to remember oh, like, because yeah. like, i literally when i uh, wanted to start my own business uh i wanted like i imagined like this beautiful success like i don't know like cars uh i don't know like conferences something something that's flashy like uh speaking maybe uh but uh, when I started uh, this business, like it was like constant, like packages, uh, shipping updates, uh, ca cargo uh, rates negotiation, and like supply chain issues, like everything that I wasn't imagining I should be doing, but I was. So yeah, uh, at some point uh, I uh, I realized, uh, and uh, with my team, we realized that we needed automation to deal with it because like I cannot be uh, like selling to the customers as being the solo customer service a representative packing the goods and like dealing with all the things uh, that are required. So what we developed was the system that actually did it automatically. Uh, it's uh, notified uh, people, uh, like notified all the customers where all the packages were, uh, when are they going to be delivered, uh, if there are some issues with customs, for example. For example, and what we've seen is that the retention uh, of those customers, it was almost lifetime. So right, because, like because they were getting yeah. what they wanted. They understood when they were going to get it and they didn't have the questions because here's the other thing that, that we know. And I think you discovered um, and so many small businesses, our listeners and those who are viewing this on my on my website or YouTube channel. Um, there is a, they can be bogged down with frustrated customers. They may have great products and services, but anything that their customers don't know or have to wonder or have to ask about, that frustration grows in their mind. So was, was in your mind, was it, can we not only lessen the burden on us as a company, but give some confidence to the customers so we've taken away their frustration? Yes, because for us, it was crucial. Uh, because sometimes the customers they were they were ordering uh, through some escrow uh, services like uh, PayPal or other uh, payment uh, processors, and those guys uh, who are ordering through uh, an intermediary payment processor, they tend to uh, like when they get anxious they start to request refunds, and PayPal oh. doesn't like like that. Uh, and if there, is, if there are a lot of uh, refund requests on your account, uh, there are some penalties that uh, get, uh, like get imposed by PayPal. So that's what uh, was a major concern of ours uh, when we introduced this system so that uh, people can be at ease and they don't even have to ask about the uh, packages uh, status. They uh, already know. Like it's the best uh, customer experience when yeah. they already know and they don't have to ask. Yeah. Well, sometimes the, the, the best problem is a problem that you never knew about because yeah. it was solved before it became a problem. Now, did you modify some off-the-shelf software? I mean, clearly others have been doing this, Amazon and Alibaba and yeah. others do things like this. Did you create it from scratch? And how yeah. have you been able to integrate with all of the other payment services um, to, to be able to give the, the end user, the buyer, a seamless experience? Yeah, well, uh, actually, we don't integrate with payment services, uh, but we do integrate with shopping carts. Uh, that's, okay. where, that, it. that's where it, it is at. Because, uh, for example, if uh, the buyer uh, just buys through WooCommerce or Sh Shopify or other system, uh, they uh, have their order slip. But uh, what 
tends to happen is either uh, the company doesn't provide uh, the tracking number altogether uh, and uh, just the package arrives in some uh, time at some point. Right. <laughs> like, right. With, so, uh, but, but, and to clarify for others as well, um, and I know yeah. we're jumping ahead a little bit, but, okay. but yeah. services like Etsy and Shopify, they're not yeah. shipping packages. They're just an intermediary for all of these craftspeople and people who are selling products. And so the the company, if you bought a tabletop, for example, my desk I, I built off um, pieces I got on on yeah. on Etsy. That company is the one that ships them out, right? right. And so small That's, businesses don't, yeah, and they don't have the resources to to create their own tracking. Uh, well, actually, uh, that's uh, a very good point, uh, because again, uh, when you're uh, starting your own business and when you're uh, buying into this dream of like creating your e-commerce store uh, and that's going to be a breeze, everything is going to be automatic. That's not what happens. Like you actually have to negotiate with suppliers. You need to uh, make sure that uh, they have the stock uh, or if you are buying from uh, some other source like AliExpress or other uh, like common places where dropshippers are uh, actually purchasing the inventory. So you have to uh, take into account that these guys are going to be a crucial piece of your business and they need to provide you with uh, the shipment tracking information that you can pass on to the customers. So that's how uh, TrackMage comes into the picture because it's uh, this hub where you can uh, invite your supplier inside of the system and the supplier can actually uh, update uh, the shipment tracking statuses, uh, actually not statuses, shipment tracking numbers right. uh, for all those orders that your customers make through Shopify or WooCommerce or other uh, shopping cart that you're using. So that's, so that's how it works. Yeah. No, I got that. So to clarify, is your business, is, is it more the B2B, the supply chain part of it that helping them, or is it the, the B2C or the end consumer? Uh, it's B2B uh, because it's for the store owner. Uh, like this is a tool that uh, actually uh, allows the store owner to uh, regain their peace of mind. Uh, like, uh, remember that uh, part of the story when I was telling, like, I wasn't sure. uh, signing up for <laughs> that, that kind of um, headache. Uh, yeah, headache with the yeah. business uh, where you have to, where I had to answer all those questions manually all the time. Uh, so I just had to create some system that is going to do it for me. Uh, and I'm uh, quite frankly, uh, like, my, uh, my preference is to delegate or automate. Uh, most of the time. So sure. that's why uh, like automation came into the picture. <laughs> uh, and tell me that, so when did you actually, it was, so what you learned in the work that you did in China, tell me how you took that and said, you know what, we can bring this to others as well. Because you developed it for yourself, correct? Yes. And yes. now you realize that this is something that could benefit so many. Tell us about that journey. So uh, actually, it's quite a sad journey, I would say, <laughs> because uh, at some point uh, we were dealing with uh, economic crisis uh, in uh, in the like our like in, in the region where our major customers were living. Uh, so uh, we were dealing with that. So like our costs increased two times in China, and our uh, profits like they literally came to zero uh, for a few months. So we had to close that business, but we closed it only physically. We were left with a system that we developed uh, for, our, for ourselves. And then we decided that uh, actually uh, our people could benefit from the same system because we're dealing with the same kind of challenge where they yeah. are expecting goods, they need to keep track of all the suppliers that they are doing, what they are supposed to be doing. Uh, and they need to uh, handle all the customer support uh, requests that are coming their way. So that's how we brought it to the market. 
And uh, yeah, our first uh, major customer that we uh, actually wanted to help uh, was Metal Family. Uh, they are uh, they are creating a cartoon series on YouTube, uh, and they have uh, one million subscribers. So uh, can you imagine, like, when they release uh, even just a keychain or something like uh, I don't know uh, a sticker, uh, how many people are going to buy that? Like, there are, like there are, there are thousands of people, and they were dealing with that same kind of uh, challenge that we were we were dealing with. A lot of people asking those same stupid questions, like, where is my order? Where is my order? Where is my order? <laughs> like, if you hear enough times, uh, it just becomes... Uh, right. Well, and what's, what's interesting is it's not that we have become intolerant and impatient. I mean, we, we are, but it's because there are others who do this. And so tell yes. us, right, and we've come to expect it, right? Most of our purchases are through Amazon or Alibaba or, or you know, or any of the major retailers that way. Um, yeah. Etsy or things like that as well. So what did you learn from those who are already doing it well? And how did you integrate those kinds of things of what people have come to expect of, of being able to click a button and find out the status and, and when something's going to arrive without bothering the retailer themselves? Tell us what you learned from the bigger players. Well, actually, uh, what the bigger players understand, and uh, most of the typical like funnel builders or uh, store owners don't understand, is that after the purchase, the customer is actively looking for something to do, because like they made the purchase, they are high, and they want to do something, and then they go, come to the tracking page and like, is it there yet? Is it there yet? Is it there yet? <laughs> so uh, right. then the person is idle. Uh, what uh, Amazon does and what uh, like our major uh, retail platforms do, they show our products that the person can buy uh, on those specific pages. Absolutely. So that's, that creates uh, not only uh, the connection uh, with uh, like this uh, anxiety of the customer like, who's waiting for the package. So they, sh they should actively be engaged with something. So they could be engaging with uh, social media uh, of that brand. They could be buying more products or they could be even leaving reviews if uh, they already received the package. So that's uh, all, all this functionality was actually added to the tracking page that we created because uh, upsells are, uh, so j just to throw uh, in a little figure, uh, sure. like direct upsells uh, from uh, tracking pages uh, equal uh, to like from five to 10% of the, uh, whole, uh, the whole order volume. Like five right. to seven. So five to 10% to more sale. just on the upsell. Yes. Yeah. Just on would, the upsell. And I would think in many cases, it's probably more. Um, yeah. You know, for me, my the things that I'll buy, you know, I've, I've got a new guitar coming and I've been online buying every accessory that I can think of um, to help enhance that experience. But yeah. so, so yeah, so it's great to, to offer that as well. But, but the other part, I mean, let's talk about in terms of retention and the lifetime value of our customers. Because I think this part, it's not just that momentary frustration. Um, when people are frustrated, as you said, they're asking for refunds, they're inundating the company with requests. And then if you can't respond to that request, they get even more frustrated, right? Yeah. And they feel like, and then they go online and leave a negative review. I mean, it cascades. So many negative things happen where people have to wait. But if they know how long they have to wait and they know the status, then they have peace of mind, don't they? Yeah, they do have peace of mind. Uh, still, uh, our statistics shows that on average, uh, customers visit those tracking pages one or two times per day. 
Uh, and yep. uh, most of the time, uh, what we get is the tracking page provided by FedEx, DHL, UPS, or other uh, shipment provider that has literally no mention of which uh, store you ordered that from or which brand. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's it is so. It says yes, your item number five six four two nine six W is, and I, you have no idea what that item is. Right. Tell me so, how TrackMage works differently in that, because boy, there's a problem that needs to be solved. Right. Uh, so what we do is, uh, well, we still provide the same information that uh, we get from the carriers. Like, uh, don't misunderstand, like we're not uh, doing any, uh, like any changing of the data. So it's sure. still uh, the updates from UPS, but uh, the updates are shown on this page uh, where uh, the logo of the brand is present, all the corporate colors are all their colors. They have their uh, chat widgets uh, in, the, in the corner. They can have... Uh, uh, the upsell widget with uh, all the products that uh, the customer can buy. Uh, and uh, additionally, what happens when uh, the customer actually receives the package, uh, they uh, are prompted to leave a review, uh, just like on uh, Amazon or, or on sure. AliExpress, uh, where you receive a package and you leave a review. So uh, I've seen some automation uh, with like email autoresponders. Uh, people configure the automation to just like come in two, two weeks from the time it was shipped. But what if the person hasn't yet received that package? That happened to me. I ordered a tablet. I received an email like, oh, leave a review. Like, I haven't yet received the thing. <laughs> all, <laughs> Too it happens early. all yeah. the time. It happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. With yeah. TrackMage, that never happens because we send those uh, updates uh, based on the shipment status. Like, it, if it was received, we're going to ask for a review. Not, not sooner, not later. That's great. Well, and I like the idea that, that the company, the people who subscribe to TrackMage and use that as, as their, their service, yeah. They can brand, they can skin that page. So you see the logo and you remember. Um, now is, let me ask you this, do people still have to check or is there an, a proactive um, outreach from the company says, here's the status or do we still have to request it? Uh, actually, uh, we have uh, various notifications that are getting sent to the customer uh, every step of the way uh, of a package. So when the shipment is created, uh, there is an email like, okay, this is your tracking page. This is where you can uh, track the status and uh, see the, our products, our social media, our <laughs> everything else. Uh, so yeah. Uh, and then uh, when the package is in transit, uh, we also send them like, oh, uh, awesome news, your package is uh, on the way to you. Uh, after uh, a certain amount of time, uh, if there were no dates, we might uh, we might send them an email. Like all those emails are configurable, so you literally, uh, based on Great. your uh, business logic, you can so select what ones that you want and just enable them. Uh, and and, and, uh, while, and while you're listening to this, if you want to look online, it's trackmage t r a c k m a g e dot com. And it explains the process. And, and listen, if you're in business and you are selling any kind of products or services for your customers or clients to be able to access the, the status, um, that it's not just um, taking something off your plate, right? It's not just uh, eliminating the constant calls, which is not to be discounted. That's an important part of it. But their experience that they've come to expect with others and just to be able to know the status if they're waiting for something and to know when it's going to be, even if we're just managing expectations during a challenge with the supply chain, just knowing that it's going to be two weeks and knowing where it is along the process is, is important. And But even for those who are listening or watching this who are not, uh, who don't have those kind of physical products, um, Talk to us for a second, um, Irina, about 
your your learning uh, yeah. in terms of of where the frustrations come from and and lifetime value of a customer and, and what we need to do to make sure that those companies or that people still have a good feeling about um, that it wasn't a frustrating process. Well, yeah, people are, uh, when it comes to first, uh, like first source of frustration is that uh, people don't like to wait. Uh, they like uh, immediate uh, gratification. So sure. when they buy something, they literally want to have the thing in their hands in five seconds from then. Uh, and uh, waiting uh, is this, uh, like, we've all been waiting in lines or we've been waiting for a doctor's appointment or something else. Uh, we know this feeling. Uh, so when your customer is ordering uh, from, uh, from your company, they are experiencing the same thing. And the, the anticipation, you can literally capitalize on this anticipation because you can be showing your social media uh, posts uh, to just at least entertain them while we're waiting. Uh, so it's kind of this equivalent of uh, lounge music uh, when, sure. <laughs> when you're waiting for a flight or something like that. Yeah. So just because you're automating a process doesn't mean that it has to be impersonal. Yes. Right? Even, even the automation can be customized. Um, how simple is that process? I know I've talked to some people saying, I know I can do it, but it's just daunting. I mean, the whole idea of trying to set this up and then the funnel and then when does it go? Do you guys have um, team members who help the setup process to make it easy for, for companies to uh, to use an outside service like this? Uh, yes, uh, yes, we do. Uh, it depends, uh, like, <laughs> the thing is, uh, it depends on uh, what system we're using. Uh, sometimes if there is a direct integration, like uh, with Shopify and WooCommerce, it literally a couple of clicks uh, and everything is already set up for them. Uh, with Shopify, it's like the most uh, sophisticated integration we have. Uh, so. Uh, and when it comes to our system, like funnels, uh, we have uh, we have team members that can help with that, of course. Uh, we have uh, the chat widget uh, where we can contact support, uh, and we're happy to help with anything and everything. Uh, I personally sometimes jump on the calls uh, with uh, customers to just uh, see how we're doing. And uh, you mentioned previously that uh, some people in logistics might benefit from this. Uh, you're absolutely correct, uh, because we are the only system on the market. Uh, that shows multiple shipments on the same page. Like you wouldn't uh, expect that to be a very huge feature, uh, but wholesalers, uh, can you imagine uh, that one customer might be waiting for 100 packages? Can you imagine that customer getting 100 emails about each package? Like, right, which no, is, that's which, not that's the experience. way it works yeah. with most of us. Yeah, that's the way it works today. So yeah, so yeah. We, we offer that kind of wholesale uh, functionality where you can literally send your customer one link uh, or one email, and they are going to be able to track all those hundreds of shipments on the same page uh, without having to check like 100 emails. <laughs> We're talking to, yeah. to Irina Podobnaya yeah. from uh, TrackMage. Um, I want to talk for a second about the post-purchase experience. A lot of sales-driven organizations put a lot of effort and time and resources into the sales process itself, right? The highest paid people in any organization oftentimes are the salespeople, um, the account executives, whatever, because they're the revenue generators. But it's, it's interesting to me how little organizations, companies invest in that post experience, right? Oftentimes the, lead, the lowest paid individuals are the customer service representatives. There's pressure for them to get them off the phone as quickly as possible. Um, but through a lot of your work, you've really come to recognize 
the value of what happens after the sale in terms of uh, customer retention and lifetime value. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, customer ret retention is actually the only uh, growth, uh, like very reliable growth lever uh, in your business that you don't have to pay again for. Uh, because uh, most of the businesses, they focus on the top of the funnel and they're like, okay, more leads, more uh, prospects, more visitors, more everything. And those guys, they cost money. But to retain a customer, it's like five times cheaper uh, to retain an existing customer than it is to acquire a new one. Uh, that's a common truth, but uh, do we act on it? Uh, we, don't, we don't act on it all right. the time. We just uh, keep powering like, the money on uh, acquiring more customers without servicing the current ones. And with uh, customer retention, like this is this uh, like slight edge uh, advantage that can put you uh, like everyone has heard that uh, currently the recession is probably starting. So uh, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, and with that, uh, with that said, a lot of businesses they are going to be fighting for survival, not for growth. Uh, and customer retention is that kind of slight edge that you can add. Uh, and it's going to uh, put your business way ahead of your competition. You would imagine that uh, some of those uh, big retailers or some of those, uh, I mean, awesome funnel sellers, they are, they are thinking about the post-purchase experience. I have bought from many funnels. They are not. Sometimes I buy a book. I don't hear from them ever. Uh, I just right. receive, uh, receive the book uh, possibly in one or two, one or two weeks after that. But still, uh, if they were capitalizing on that kind of, uh, on that kind of experience, that uh, their customers, they would have been more loyal and they would have uh, appreciated that. It's just this like slight uh, personal touch that you add at the end. And it leaves uh, a very satisfied customer uh, in the end. I, I think it's a really important point you made. Um, a and when, when you look at the, the coming reception, recession, and some people yeah. might disagree, it's already here, but it's coming. Um, and when it's going to be very difficult to build your business, those who are going to hang on uh, and those who are going to continue to function and be profitable are the ones who have happy customers who come back. It's going to be a very difficult time to build your business. Um, and as Irina said, being able to retain your customers. But if you look at the that post experience, um, and, it, and it, it can be measures of automation, if that makes it easier for somebody to check on the status of, of X or Y. Um, but we, we got to be clear that when it comes to that post customer experience, it doesn't mean how many more things you're going to try and sell them after the fact. Yeah. Right. It doesn't mean that we don't. We make certainly things uh, um, available. But so often when we buy something for those who have automated systems, uh, what do they say? That the, the biggest predictor of future behavior is past behavior, right? The people who are most likely to buy from you are the people who bought from you before. So too often organizations, companies will inundate somebody who bought something with ads four times a day to buy more things. And I understand the strategy behind it, but you have to be able to couple that with the fact of knowing that that customer was happy with the purchase that they had, not just the fact that they made yeah. the purchase, right? Uh, that's a very good point uh, because uh, what we discovered through uh, trial and error is that these emails uh, about the shipment status, they are considered transactional. The customers open those emails in 60% of cases, like unheard of uh, deliverability rate, just sure. because 
uh, people uh, don't expect any marketing or upsells from it. Uh, it's a very safe uh, email to open. Like, oh, uh, your packages at the post office, come, come get it. That's exactly the, the email you would like to re receive. Right, but but by definition, you are of service in that moment, right? You yeah. are serving your customer. Um, I, I think it's just, it, it's a great uh, conversation. I think it's a great mindset for organizations. Pay a lot of attention to that post-purchase uh, experience. And some of it might be how easy is it to get information? Uh, and that's where I think that the product, and we generally don't promote a lot of products, products on this podcast. I just think it is so important because one of the things I said at the very beginning, I think one of the biggest challenges companies have is how do we compete with multi-billion dollar companies who have the ability to do things that we don't? And so, so many times they'll focus on other aspects and differentiation or clever verbiage. This is one of those things that allows organizations, smaller companies to compete head to head and offer the same kind of post transaction experience that people have come to expect. So if people want to um, learn more about, about TrackMage, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, well, uh, please visit our website. Uh, it's uh, trackmage.com. Uh, uh, where you will find uh, where you will find all the necessary information to yeah, sign and up. we'll have that in the show notes as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and I also wanted to uh, give uh, the view the viewers and listeners uh, today uh, a free resource uh, that we created. Uh, actually, we're writing a book uh, about uh, creating a profitable e-commerce business. Uh, but this is an extract that you can get uh, before the book is out. Uh, Great. So it's all about uh, like increasing your customer retention and getting extra sales uh, as uh, part of this experience. Uh, that's uh, going to be provided also in the notes. Uh, yes. But again, uh, if, if you want, uh, I can uh, tell, uh, I mean, I can tell the full URL. Yeah. Go, uh, go so, ahead and tell, tell us what that website is or that link. Uh, yes. Uh, so it's trackmage.com slash flywheel dash extra dash sales. Uh, that's, okay. uh, that's so, yeah, and I've got it here and I'll put it in the notes as well. It's once again, trackmage, M-A-G-E.com yes. um, forward slash flywheel dash yeah extra dash sales it'll be easier look at it in the show notes yeah. um, we'll have that in right. there as well but yeah and i check it out uh, i think it's i think it's something that's so needed and i think as they say necessity is the mother of invention right i think it's a clear need in the marketplace for um for smaller players to be able to compete and offer what what other ones um expect as well thank you for taking the time um i appreciate i think your your english is phenomenal uh, from somebody who Thank doesn't speak much. any other language. Um, I thought that was great. Hang on, because you and I will talk on the other side of this. I want to remind everybody that you can pick up a copy of my book, The Morning Huddle. It's upside down here. Um, and all the books that are strategically located next to my head here, if you're watching the video version um, on Amazon. Um, be sure to click to like this podcast, subscribe, leave a comment. That's important as well. And um if you want to learn more about my speaking, my consulting, you can look me up at davidaverin.com. Uh, thanks for joining us. A big thanks to Irina for being my guest here today. And on the Customer Experience Advantage podcast, I'm David Averin. Be good. This has been the Customer Experience Advantage podcast with David Averin. Feel free to leave a comment and be sure to hit the thumbs up button. You can listen to past episodes and be notified of future ones by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. 
David's popular marketing and customer experience books are available in print, as well as Kindle and audiobook, and published in multiple languages around the world. You can stay connected and learn more at davidaverin.com. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>